0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. open up your bibles this morning to romans 12 12 that's where we're reading from this morning we have been in this series for the last five weeks now entitled full we have been here talking about being full of the spirit but inside of that there's so much more when you're full of the spirit that means you're full of a lot of stuff say i'm full of it Some of y'all, like I really am full of it. I'm full of it. Like I'm full of the spirit of God, and I believe and I hope that this series, this series has been one that has filled you up. I I pray that this series has been something that has filled you in a great way, full of uh, joy and hope and patience. And today we want to talk about the last portion of this text and the last portion of this series is we're going to talk about faith. And not just faith, because listen to me, faith is only a portion of it. There is so much more to faith than what meets the eye. It's like a transformer. Like, faith is, there's so much more... Then what meets the eye to faith oftentimes whenever we hear faith we think just what we are believing for and that is a portion of faith and you know what uh, I, I believe that yes we need to believe it I believe yes that we need to confess things but you know what believing and confessing is very important but there's more to faith than what you think and so we want to talk about that this morning are you in Romans 12 12 it says this be joyful in hope patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. How many were here last week, Pastor Chelsea ministered a phenomenal message on patience and about being patient, and it was, I mean, it was really, really good, but I want to talk to you about this topic today of being full of faith, and as how, as believers, we need to be full of faith. Now, turn over uh, in your Bible real quickly to Joshua chapter 6, Joshua chapter 6. This is a very familiar passage. Uh, For many of us, I'm sure we've heard this text. How many of you have ever read the the story of Joshua uh, and and the children of Israel conquering Jericho? Anybody ever read that story before? So three people in here have read their Bibles. I'm just so proud of you guys. The rest of you, we're praying for you, okay? Uh, Most of us have heard this story or read this story at some point in time in our Bible reading. If you didn't read it in your Bible reading, maybe you grew up like me and you grew up on uh, Veggie Tales, Uh, Joshua in the big wall and and keep walking you won't knock down our wall keep walking you anybody know what i'm talking about in this room today yeah like that's so that's what i grew up on i grew up on veggie tales bible man you remember bible man bible man was where i was at okay fun tidbit for you as a matter of fact i love bible man so much that i went on youtube just don't we're just going to keep this quiet it's between us even though we're streaming it's between us i might have ripped the because you can't buy them anymore i might have like ripped the the, some of the episodes off youtube so i could put them on a flash drive so i could put them in my van so that my kids could watch bible man while we travel okay that's how dedicated i am to this bible man life y'all uh but that's true story uh if i had my kids in here they could probably start singing some of the songs from bible man and, and quoting some of the stuff they love it too they fell in love with it it's awesome uh that's what I grew up in, okay? We, we, we watched that stuff. And I remember uh, Joshua and the big wall making a big impact on me as a kid. And still that story today it resonates in my spirit. When we read this, it's such an incredible story of faith, right? It's really a story that helps build our faith man. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by what? Hearing, Hearing and... By the word of God, right? So faith comes by hearing. So whenever we read the scripture, it really does fill us with a great faith. But today what I want you to do as we read this text, we're about to read in Joshua chapter 6. I've given you plenty of time to get there. Uh, We're about to read. I really want you this morning to take a few minutes as we're talking about this and not just hear it, but I want you to position yourself in Joshua's shoes in this message. I go, well, I'm a lady. Well, it's okay. This morning, you're Joshuaette, okay? Uh, <laughs> you, you put yourself in the shoes of Joshua in this moment and look at what he's facing. The scripture says this, and I, I think as you do this, you're gonna be able to see this in your life. Like, I'm, I'm here right now, or I've been here before. Joshua chapter six says this now jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of israel don't tell me you can't say shut up okay it says in the bible now jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of israel none went out and none came in stop right there don't read any further you stop okay because i want you to think about this for a second so what is joshua looking at put yourself in joshua's shoes he's looking at where he is promised to go to right right He is looking at the promised land. He is looking at something that's already been declared over his life. And he's having to look at this and he's thinking to himself, there's no way I'm going in there. Like everything is shut up. Everything is closed down. They kicked, they they put up the the draw gate. And now everything is closed off. There is no way of me. The border is closed. There is no way I can go in and there's no way that I can go out and the walls are secure, it's not like I'm going to kick the wall and everything's going to come crumbling or I'm going to beat up the wall and all of a sudden it's going to fall. It's definitely locked up. What's amazing to me is this, and I love and absolutely get frustrated sometimes if we're real in this room at how God does things because it says this in verse 2. Remember, Joshua's looking at this wall, the promise land going, oh, what are we going to do? Verse 2 says this, and the Lord said unto Joshua see I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor what a word God thanks that's not what I see you're telling me to see that is not what I see do you see what I see no God I don't I do not see you have given this to me you know what I see walls you know what I see? Secure walls. You know what I see? I haven't seen a person come out of there and I have not seen a person go in there. God, what are you talking about? Like, did, is there something in the air right now that's got me tripping on something? Am I, am I, did I eat some bad food? Like, what happened? Because I'm not sure about this, God. Because that's just how God works sometimes. Oftentimes, what we are seeing doesn't match what God is speaking that's where faith comes into play because how easy would it be for him to walk up to the walls position himself there and then God goes crumble to the ground see I have given you the promised land that would make sense right like like in our natural mind that's what would make sense is that god would do it and then go look and see that i've given it to you but god oftentimes takes your natural circumstances and says see look at this but he's not saying in the natural see he speaks to your spirit man he says see with the eyes of the spirit anyone who has ears to hear let him hear or we could say anyone who has eyes to see in this moment let him see this they're saying joshua see even though you see this See that I've already done the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want you to think about Joshua i put yourself in their shoes A little bit more here okay Because that's a great proclamation to hear that, Because really what God just did said listen Joshua Anybody ever watched watch the show Columbo Y'all know what I'm talking about Columbo Some of y'all look at me going You are too young to know who Columbo is My dad isn't so In Columbo They would show you the end of it And then they would go through the whole process of how he got to that conclusion. God often will speak the end of it, but you've got to believe him to bring you to the conclusion. Anybody ever put together a Lego set before? (laughs) Those are, not me. I ain't got that kind of patience, (laughs) y'all. When you get a Lego set, it's not like when you buy other toys for kids. It doesn't come assembled. <laughs> right? Anybody ever bought a toy for your kid that was fully assembled? Yeah, I've, I've done that. It looks just like it does on the picture. They open it up, they're super excited. Because it happens immediately. Faith is kind of like a Lego set <laughs> where God gives you a picture of how everything's supposed to look. But when you open up, when you open up that package, guess what? It don't look like the picture. And you know what? I'm not saying there's not going to be seasons of frustration, concern, because I'm going to show you this with Joshua. This happened with Joshua. Let's talk about what led to this moment with Joshua, to Joshua 6. Well, Joshua served Moses for 40-plus years. Joshua heard the word of the Lord that came over Moses and that generation that said, Go forth and take your promised land. Take Canaan. Not only that, Joshua was one of the spies that went into the promised land. Because it actually says that he, we've talked about this before, but he came back, they, they came back with fruits from the land. So Joshua had already seen the land and brought back with them a piece of the land as a piece of the peace, saying that this is mine, says the Lord. But guess what? They didn't move forward. They never saw the that that generation never saw the promised land. They had to he, guess what? Joshua had to wander in the wilderness with the people that were wandering in the wilderness. Did Joshua not have faith? No, Joshua was faith, he steadfastly in faith, and we know this because he ends up seeing the promised land. Then we see later years when that generation dies off. Guess what happens? They have to cross over Jordan, and then after they cross over Jordan, it says, God tells them, "Hey." Go, go make for yourself memorial stones to remember what God did here so Joshua has to tell all the people hey we're going to do this going to create a stone statue that help us remember what God did and then Joshua really does something I mean really does something out there because he's given a word from God and he says God says hey it's time for circumcision get the knife ready take the rock make it make it really nobody's lining up for this I don't even think Joshua was lining up for this. Joshua, are you serious right now? God, you, you, you are the Lord. (laughs) And to circumcise a whole generation. You think about this. Joshua went through all of that. You know what it took for Joshua? Joshua had to be joyful in hope. Joshua had to be patient in affliction. And Joshua had to be faithful in prayer. Had he not been those things, he would never see the promise of God. He would never have seen the fullness of what God wanted for him. Joshua had to communicate with God faithfully. Now, what is faith? Let's talk about this just for a second. We know the hallmark scripture of faith is this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That's Hebrews 11.1. We know that scripture, many of us like the back of our hand. That is the word of faith scripture. And I believe in speaking in faith. I believe in confessing things. I believe we can speak to a mountain and see it cast into the sea. I believe this. I believe if you have faith as a mustard seed, those things will take place. But listen, so faith is really at its essence believing and having a confident expectation that the things that God has said will come to pass, will come to pass. That they will happen. Joshua was given a word in this scripture that Jericho had already been delivered into his hands. That is definitely a word of faith that God gave to Joshua in this moment because... What we actually see are walls that are shut up and closed. How many of you in your life you have walls that you're looking at that look like they're shut up and closed? Relationships that look like they're shut up and closed. Finances that look like they are being hindered. Anybody got things like that going on? See, put yourself in Joshua's shoes just for a moment. But how many of you have promises that counteract what you're seeing? I got promises that counteract some things that I'm seeing. Some of you are dealing with sickness in your life, but you have promises that counteract what's been the diagnosis that's been put over your life imagine this that this is faith faith isn't tested in the midst of everything's happy-go-lucky and everything's great and grand faith is tested in the midst of whenever you're facing situations that don't line up with what god spoke over your life that is where faith lives or dies that is where faith thrives or faith goes to die now it says in the scripture to be faithful in prayer So why are we talking about faith? Well, let's talk about prayer then for a moment. Faithful in prayer. What is prayer? It is simple. Communication with God. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is not meditation or passive reflection. It is directly addressing the God of the universe. It is directly speaking to God himself, to Jesus who is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. It is directly speaking... And knowing that God is listening. It is the communication of the human soul. With the Lord who created the soul. It is primary, uh, prayer is the primary way for the believer. To communicate. His emotions. Or her emotions. Desires. Concerns with the Lord. But let me encourage you with this. Don't let prayer just be a griping uh, moment in your life. I believe that we can lament to God. We have a whole book in the Bible of laments I believe that you can lament to the Lord you can tell him about what's been going on your frustrations, your concerns but let me encourage you with this don't go to the Lord with with griping, complaining and all these things if you're not willing to also give him thanks because we know that thanks is is a doorway that opens to wholeness for us We've talked about this numerous times. And you see this in the story of the ten lepers. The one that's made whole. There's many that are healed. There's one that's made whole. The one that's made whole, complete, is the one that goes back and gives thanks. Let me just remind you, whenever you give thanks, God begins to work and make you whole. Not just healed. Whole. Or we could say full. He gives you fullness of life whenever you begin to give thanks first. Prayer is not a spectacle it's not doesn't have to be some crazy big thing it just needs to be communication prayer can be audible or it can be silent prayer can be private or it can be public prayer can be formal or informal but prayer should never be for the The uh, looking of men Meaning not to gain attention If you're praying so you can gain attention Or just try to show off what big words you know You are praying for the wrong reasons And the scripture talks about that When it talks about the Pharisees It really says that they look like fools When they pray like that It is foolish banter Is what the scripture actually talks about Let me encourage you When you pray Pray with a heart of humility towards God Don't pray trying to show off Because you're not that cool (laughs) It doesn't have to be pretty, but it does need to be heartfelt. Paul wrote it like this. Do not be anxious about anything. This is Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Somebody say every situation. By prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. With thankfulness in your heart. Present your request to God. What's it say before you present your request to God? Have thanksgiving in your heart. Be thankful. So in other words, let me show you a prayer real quick this is a good way and we really talk about prayer a lot here because it's important walk it's important in our walk with God <clears throat> prayer can be prayer sorry, prayer shouldn't be Lord I'm broke give me give me give me Lord because I'm broke give me give me, give me Lord I'm broke I'm broke I'm just I got nothing God I got nothing no Lord I come to you today and I thank you that you're my provider I thank you you are the God who provides you are who you said you will be and I believe that today Father I'm facing some things in my life and there's where provision has been lacking it feels and that I'm facing some financial problems and struggles it's weighing heavy on me God and your word says cast your cares on me cast your cares on you because you care for us so Father I'm casting that care on you today and I thank you that you are meeting that need now in Jesus name let me just tell you, it will change your spirit man whenever you pray in that way. Yeah. One way your, your spirit man looks like this. Lord, help me. Like, man, stand up straight. The, the righteous are as bold as a lion. I make, I, I make declarations in the spirit realm. And I tell, I, I remind God who he is, even though he doesn't even need to be reminded. I just remind him who he is because I need the reminder of who he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't need the reminder of how broke I am. I need the reminder that he is my provision. Yeah. I don't need the reminder of how sick I am. I need the reminder that he is my healer. I don't need the reminder that our relationship is broken. I need the reminder that he is the restorer. Yes, and it changes things. Yeah, y'all have heard it say like this, your, at, your attitude will affect your altitude. And many of y'all got a spirit, spiritual attitude like this. Man, stand up straight, pray, make your request to the Lord with thanksgiving within your heart. What Paul's really saying here is this worry about nothing, pray about everything. <laughs> but this is the thing about prayer we like to talk. We like to talk a lot in prayer whenever we pray. But how often do we listen? What I say the prayer is prayer is simply communication with God. Uh, if I call Pastor Chelsea right now, which first service I almost did, but I was afraid she was sleeping. Uh, if I call Pastor Chelsea right now, she picks up and she says, Hey baby. I'm like, see? Phone call right now. We should I should take the phone and do it right now. If y'all weren't here when Pastor Dustin Smith was here, it was amazing. He called his mom in the middle of the message and did a whole thing and it was hilarious. But anyways, if I call if, if I call Pastor Joseph, hey babe. And then y'all just watching me, I'm just standing here. And she's like, Babe, are you there? I'm just like. Babe, are you there? What'd she do eventually? Hang up. Because communication is two ways. Communication goes two ways. Let me tell you, prayer goes two ways. Prayer is not all about you just speaking. Sometimes prayer is you listening. Sometimes that's very prayerful. Whenever you say, when you begin to pray to the Lord and you say, Lord, I need help in this situation. What should I do in this situation? Don't just ask the Lord what you should do and then go about your day. Like... Lord, what should, I, what should I do in this situation? Oh, egos are calling my name. Lord, I'm going to make me some egos this morning. Like, Begin to ask the Lord, but then take moments to listen to the Lord. Because communication is two ways. And we see that with Joshua here. If you read the chapter before, Joshua is talking. He's communicating with the Lord. And God shows up, and they begin to have a, a, a conversation, which leads us right into Joshua chapter 6, where he communicates, where God communicates to him what's going to take place and what's going to happen. I'm going to say it like this. You're not really being faithful in prayer if you aren't taking time to listen to. You've got to listen sometimes. Faithfulness in prayer always requires listening to. And that's really what changed Joshua's circumstance here. Whenever Joshua gets the word of faith, is what propels him into the next step, which I forgot to say this at the very beginning of the message. Now we'll get into this. If you want a subtitle for the message today, is you can't spell faithfulness without faith. Or you could flip it if you want to do it the other way. You can't spell faith without faithfulness. You've got to have both in order to see faithfulness and to see faith take place. So Joshua gets the word and says... The land is yours. But then after that, Joshua is given a whole list of things to do, right? Walk around the walls, do this, do that. Don't speak. I know just what you're thinking. But anyways. (laughs) Don't speak. Don't say a word as you're walking around the walls. But then at the last day, scream real loud. Let the trumpets blare let it be loud watch what's gonna happen now that made no sense <laughs> like you tell me something like that i'm like god what <laughs> you said do what like there's got to be a better way right like something i think about it in my own life uh many years ago uh, how many of you ever heard of christian international uh Bishop Bill Hammond out in, uh, there in Santa Rosa Beach uh, area. And we were closely connected with them for many, many years. Still have a great relationship with uh, Christian International. Bishop Hammond's like one of, like an extra granddad to me. And um, <clears throat> he still doesn't know my name though, he still calls me Michael. I, I've literally known him my whole life. Pretty sure he dedicated me, still calls me Michael, Uh, but it's okay, I forgive him. Uh, He just thinks I'm an angel is all it is. (laughs) But anyways, I can remember we went out and ministered at the International Gathering of Apostles and Prophets one year, and uh, at that time I was a male dancer in the church group, not not like anywhere else in the church group. (laughs) I was part of our dance team there, and Uh, Believe it or not, I can cut a rug sometimes. Uh, But, yeah, that's an old person term. I just used it. But, uh, you know, we were doing a dance special out there for the conference. They asked us to come out there one night and do it. And uh, I can remember after I was probably about 16 years old, maybe right around there. We had a group of probably about 20 something of us. We did that as soon as we were done. Most of the rest of the team had to go home because they had school the next day so they couldn't all stay for the fullness of the message because if you ever, if you know about CI you know anything about the International Gathering of Apostles and Prophets four hours y'all think we have a long service they'll go for three or four hours in the service, not joking you'll have an hour and a half of preaching at least so we would so they all had to go home but I stayed behind with um, one of my good friends, Castle Jones who's now on staff at High Praise Panama City he's the connections pastor there at our home campus and um, We stayed around, and this guy who was ministering was a prophet, and he called us out. He said, where's the dance team at? We were sitting right over in this area somewhere. It's a big building. I can remember being like, sorry, most of us had to leave. We're here, me and Castle. Please don't ask us to do another dance right now. (laughs) Uh, So so we stand up, and we're like, you know, so he to prophesy. I just see like a Disney World stage show taking place and there being this like production and kids and people getting ministered to by the power of the gospel of Jesus through what you're gonna do and I just see like plays and productions taking place and dramas and I'm sitting there thinking what in the world? I am 16 years old and none of that sounds good to me. (laughs) Like at that time, you know, if, if if you grew up in church, you probably remember some of the youth productions that youth groups used to do that were, like, really cringy. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That was my thought process. That's what I saw in the spirit. I was like, no, you, you false prophet, you wrong, okay? So, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all stay with me. That word comes over our life, and um, in that moment, I'm thinking, that is contrary to what I want to do. That is contrary to what I see in my future. I'm happy doing graphic design at the church. I'm happy to one day maybe be a worship leader. I'd love to do that. Uh, I can't sing good, but I got a lot of energy, okay? Like, so I'd love to be able to do that one day and, and, you know, whatever else the Lord has. But that sounds not so, I don't know. I just don't know about that. And um, four years later, or four or five years later, we didn't know this at the time, but we saw that come to pass, Because we launched Faith Force in our High Praise Panama City campus, which was a kids ministry uh, thing that Pastor Chelsea and I and uh, Pastor Joshua, we created together uh, called the Faith Force, and it was live-action superheroes of faith um, that taught kids every week through biblical principles, you know, how to overcome, how to have faith, all these different things. And not only that, we had, we created two DVDs, which we actually have back there. We had a, we came, I wrote Numerous original worship songs, um, and did a worship album for kids, which we have back there too. Um, I'm not trying to sell product, okay? I'll give you it. Like I don't, it's not about that. I'm just saying we have those things, so you, I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke, okay? Uh, we did those things. We traveled from Little Rock, Arkansas, to Apalachicola around the region, and ministered. And you know, in our life, we have seen thousands of kids ministered by the gospel of Jesus through. What was interesting whenever we were creating the faith force, I said, I really want this, and I wasn't even thinking about it at the time, I really want this to be like a Disney World stage show. And that's literally how we always talk about it. It's like a Disney World stage show that, that exemplifies and speaks the gospel to children. And that's what we wanted. Part of it was probably because I was a Bible man kid. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> but be, but like more cool, okay, with more heroes. And um, so we did that. And so what it took, though, to see that was not me going... Lord, make it happen. Let scripts be written and lessons be learned. Like, no, you know what it took? Me doing graphics, me showing up, me doing everything that was asked of me. Then, whenever the season came, writing scripts, writing lessons, getting into a vocal—not even a vocal booth. We weren't that. We weren't that nice. We had a little usb microphone that we all gathered around one microphone and did voices right right hey everybody like we just went and did all of it all right there for years for years what am i saying it took a lot more than me just declaring something and believing yeah this is going to happen it took steps of faithfulness to see those things take place you know think about a famous sports star like I would say LeBron, and I did the first service, but we should talk about Michael Jordan because he's better. Goat. Uh, and if you got a different opinion, I'm sorry that you're wrong. Really stinks being wrong. But Michael Jordan didn't get to be Michael Jordan because he believed he could. Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan because he was faithful in practice. Did he believe he could? Yes. It it didn't negate him believing. Because you have to believe in order to do. At the beginning of the year, I really wanted to get in shape. What are you laughing about? Huh? (laughs) I really wanted to get in shape. Still believing. How many days are left? (laughs) I could have believed all day long supernatural weight loss, supernatural muscle definition. It's not going to do anything because there's got to be steps of faithfulness that take place. Listen to me poor stewards will always receive poor outcome. Good stewards will always receive good outcome because, listen, God doesn't reward the lazy. There's scripture to back that up, you can find it all through Proverbs. God doesn't reward laziness. James 2 says it like this. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Listen, if you're not faithful to act on your faith, your faith dies and doesn't work. Faith should always produce works of faithfulness in your life. Because faith and faithfulness are always next door. Think about this. In order to... Literally why I titled it this... In order to spell faithful, you have to have the word first, faith. So, faith or faithful, faith and full create faithful. Or we could say, creates the fullness of faith. Don't tell me you're a person of great faith if you're not faithful. And I don't mean, oh, I'm full of faith. I mean, if you are lazy, do not tell me you're a person of faith. Because people of faith are not lazy people. They are proactive people who believe, confess, and do what is necessary in order to see the faith come to pass. You don't believe me? Then you really obviously don't really believe Joshua. You really don't believe in the story of Noah. You really, I could go text after text after text after text for you. That means that you really have, you really think that you can just be lazy and confess something. And oh, the Lord is, listen, the Lord don't reward the lazy you got to put your butt in action. Like, there's things that you got to do. I'm say it like this: write this down, take a picture of it, whatever you want to do. God releases the promise. Faith sees the promise. Faithfulness gets you to the promise. So God releases the promise, speaks the promise. Your faith eyes see that promise, but it is faithfulness, a spirit of faithfulness, the fullness of faith being manifested that gets you to the promise now some of y'all confused okay if you're here last week they're confused because you're like should i stay or should i go now because pastor chelsea delivered an incredible message on patience and talking about being seated at the table and now we're like but you're saying be faithful like and and do something so am i am i supposed to stay am i supposed to go am i waiting on a green light Is this a yellow light like what are you saying right now pastor because you're sending mixed signals well, let me say it like this. It is impossible to be faithful and impatient. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to show you why. It's impossible to be faithful and impatient. The Bible says through faith and patience. Follow those, follow those through faith and, faith and patience. Inherit the promise. In order to be faithful, you got to be patient. Because one of the greatest descriptions and I'm, I, I'm so glad Pastor Chelsea didn't use this last week because then I would feel weird using it this week and I'm glad I get to use it and she didn't. But one of the greatest descriptions of patience or being patient is this to me. It means, patience means quiet, steady perseverance. A quiet, steady perseverance. Joshua and the children of Israel had this kind of patience or this kind of faithfulness. They had a quiet, steady perseverance. They didn't stop. You really think about Joshua. Joshua didn't stop. He he kept believing. He kept believing that even though he served Moses for so many years and he saw the wandering and he had to do all these things that led up to this moment, he never stopped. He stayed steady in perseverance. He didn't gripe. He didn't complain. He didn't give in to what everybody else was doing in the moment. He stayed quiet with steady perseverance. And that's why ultimately Joshua saw the promised land. Anybody ever been to an amusement park in this room? Anybody ever been to Disney World? Anybody ever been to Universal Studios? SeaWorld, Any of the Dollywood? Whatever. You know. Owa. Six Flags. Um, I... We grew up in Disney World. Like, we went all the time. That was our family vacation. And I appreciate the way my dad raised us and my parents raised us, and they raised us with this idea and this understanding that we never put ministry above family. And we're always going to take time for our family because family is the first ministry. And I was, I'm thankful that, I, that my parents taught that to me, and that's something that I get to exemplify in my kids as well. And it's a balancing act. For anybody who's in ministry or has been in ministry, it is a tough balancing act. Balancing. All the plates of ministry with your family as well, but we used to go to Disney World all the time, and I remember before wait times were posted. Anybody ever been to an amusement park or a theme park that had no wait times posted? Anybody? Yeah. Well, my, I can remember as a kid going to you know Disney, and we'd be getting in line for Pirates of the Caribbean, and um, my dad would like look at the line and be like, "Do I want to wait that long or not?" And uh, we would get in line. And, you know, sometimes we had to wait 45 minutes, an hour, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, of course, that wasn't very often with my dad because Pastor Robert does not like being— the only time he likes being around people is at church. He looks for the emptiest restaurant, the emptiest stores, the emptiest everything to go to because he— anyways, that's just how he is. But so we, we wait in the line. And I can remember my dad, whenever we get in line— There was words that he would say to me. And any other dads in this room that have taken their children to an amusement park or theme park, you probably use this word too. These words too. Be patient. Anybody ever use that word to your kids before? Anybody? Yeah, we don't like it when it's used to us, but we love to use it to our kids. Be patient. Like, chill out, bro. But I can remember getting in line and my dad being like, Listen, son, you act up in this line. And, you know, I, I, I feel bad for my dad now because I have a six-year-old that is my mini-me. And when we go to Disney World, we still take a stroller for this kid, okay? Because he's like, my feet hurt so bad. As a matter of fact, in worship this morning, if anybody saw me giving a really angry look during worship, it wasn't at you, I promise. It was my son leaning up against the seat right here because he told me right before service started, my feet hurt real bad. I said, well, you're going to praise the Lord anyway, so stand up, okay? And I gave him some... I think the whole first chorus of "Let It Out." I stared at him. (laughs) We'll talk about it later. But we get in line, and you know he told me, "You better act right, or we're getting out of line." Be patient. What propelled me to be patient in line was not a line. Can I even go as far to say this? What propelled me really to be patient in line was not my dad saying, "Be patient." what propelled me to be patient and be faithful in line was that Pirates of the Caribbean was at the end of the line and I knew I was going to get on it and I was excited about it I was excited to go yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me like I was excited to sing along but in that line you know what it looked like it looked like wait line moves some more Get about eight more people in the car. We get to move a little bit more. Eight people up. Wait, and I'm probably like, as a kid, you know, like, like all kind of stuff, being annoying. But the reason that we would stay in line, it wasn't. If we waited faithfully in that line, we didn't get to the end to go. Okay, there's the exit. We got to do what? We got to ride a ride. Can I just let faith arise within you so much that you believe with the same level that you believe that there's a ride at the end of a line? Let you begin to believe that his promise is at the end of your waiting. That no matter how long you have to wait, you can endure because he's a faithful God who will make faithful on his promises. And if he spoke something over your life, it's not just going to poof, disappear whenever you get to the end. No, it's going to be there and the promise is going to be even greater than what you even thought, thought up or imagined. Amen. Let that be something that propels you into a faith filled or a faithful life. I know that takes faith. But listen, think about it like this. Think about it like this. I'm coming too close. Y'all, just stay with me. Whenever the children of Israel, Joshua gets the word and says, "Hey, it's already given to you," but then God gives Joshua more words, and he's like, "Here's the battle plan and the strategic, the strategery on how to get it. Okay, this is this is what you're gonna do." <laughs> Three people probably know what I'm talking about when I say strategery, uh, but here's the strategy on how you're going to get the promised land so then joshua has to go to these guys think about this past just looking at it and being like are you sure about that are you sure about that like past that (laughs) he has to go to these people and go listen guys here we go huddle up this is what we're doing are y'all ready we're gonna walk silently for days this is the way that we're going to see the walls fall and then on the last day, y'all ready? last day we're going to walk around a few extra times and then we're all going to scream we're going to be like those those Polynesian guys like we're going to, that's what we're going to do we're going to yell as loud as we can Ah! trumpets are going to blow and then all of a sudden the walls come down imagine having to deliver that to people Like this is what your Lord says shut up and march and then at the end yell real loud trumpets are going to vibrate the walls which by the way it wasn't a decibel level that made the walls fall it was faithfulness You can do a lot of things in your own strength, but it's not going to make your walls fall. Faithfulness is what make your walls fall. Faithfulness is what will deliver you into your promised land. Joshua had to deliver that, and then they had to go do these things. Listen to me. Don't let what you are perceiving as a delay give up and throw in the towel. Because you think about it, when they walked around that wall, it wasn't like the game of Tetris. Every time they had a, a, they completed a lap, it wasn't like one wall fell, like one, one block all the way around fell, made another lap, boom another lap. boom That's not what happened. Every time they made a lap, guess what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Some of y'all feel like that, like you're walking around your walls, you're walking towards your promise. And nothing's happening. There's been no changes. You're like, God, are you still there? God, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you told me to do? You make another lap. And listen to me. Do not stop, though. Keep pressing forward in faithfulness if he gave you a word that means that he's going to be faithful to complete that word he knows the perfect timing he knows the perfect moment i went to deliver you into your promised land because he is a faithful father father listen if you are full of faith you will be faithful you'll keep doing what god says to do even whenever things get tough you'll keep doing what god says even whenever the relationship that you've been praying for and believing for doesn't change even whenever a, a heart times come on you Uh, even when hard times come into your life listen to me you won't stop doing what you're called to do just because hard times showed up listen to me just because there's division and strife happening all around you doesn't mean that you just throw in the towel you stand firm in faith and you continue to be faithful even whenever you don't get the promotion that you got a prophetic promise of your life saying you're gonna be promoted even whenever the other people get the promotion you don't stop being faithful in that area even when people get jobs and better jobs around you but you've already been prophesied over your life that you're going to have a job and a better job you don't stop being faithful in the job that you have until that door opens faithfulness is a key that will open up the door to a better life, amen if you're faithful to show up he is faithful to pour out what did did Joshua do? he showed up in prayer he was faithful he had to be joyful in hope patient in affliction for a long time but then he showed up faithful in prayer. play. He showed up faithful in prayer. And then God began to pour out. God began to speak to Joshua. If you show up faithful in prayer, God begins to show up and pour out and speak to you. And then from that abundance of what the word that he has spoke to you and speaking to you, it propels something within you because faith begins to rise. Faith begins to rise, which causes you to be someone who lives a life Of faithfulness, of consistency, of continuing to walk out and communicate with God on a daily basis. Let me just say this today. You need your own prayer life. I firmly believe it is, I'll just say it this way. Extremely difficult to be a faithful person without prayer in your life. Because you need to hear from God don't depend on Sunday mornings to be your prayer lifeline because if you depend on Sunday mornings to be your prayer lifeline you will constantly live on life support but rather daily pray with thanksgiving within your heart, and when you do that, He shows up, and He's faithful to pour out with words of faith over you. He's faithful to bring back to your remembrance. Sometimes He does, He may not speak, but He brings back something to your remembrance that He spoke of your life, or He brings a text or a scripture to your mind that gives you hope and a future for your life. Sometimes He just does simple things. Like, sometimes He brings somebody with a word of encouragement into your path and just encourages you along your way. And listen to me: listen to the voice of the Lord and let it fill you with faith, so you will be somebody who is faithful. Let me just tell you this. If he spoke it over your life, I want you, I want somebody, say yes. somebody say forever. Somebody say forever. If he spoke something over your life, guess what? It is forever settled in heaven. We like to shout over prophetic words, but it's the obedience and the faithfulness that will get you to that promised completion. It is the obedience and the faithfulness. It's not just speaking. Yes, it's going to happen. It's also doing, being a faithful steward over what God has spoken over your life. And I believe that as you do that, you're going to see his purpose, his promise, his fulfillment come to pass in your life.